and welcome to Where the White Coats Come Off. I'm Katie. I'm Beth. And we are Pre-PA Clinic, and we are here with a quick episode filled with interview tips for your PA school interview. Yes, so we know this is interview time, so a lot of you guys have already pushed submit on CASPA or planning too soon, and so now that your CASPA application is finished, it's, it's fine-tuned, it's submitted, we need to talk about what comes next. So the number one thing, our number one tip is professionalism. Make sure from the second that you pull into the parking lot and get out of your car to the second you drive away, you're acting with the highest professionalism possible. It's going to be really, really important because interview day, they expect you to be as professional as possible. So if you're not even professional at interview day, then what kind of student are you going to make? So again, you know, you've already got your foot in the door. They already love you. Out of thousands of CASP applications, they have already chosen you to interview. So really, it's your chance to grab that seat. And if you do anything wrong, like appear unprofessional, then they're really not going to give it to you. And the reason for that is because, again, this is going to be on your best behavior. If your best behavior isn't good enough for what they want, then they're not going to accept you. Yeah, the PA profession is super professional and and you have to realize that professionalism has changed in the recent years for a lot of people. Standards of professionalism might have changed in some areas. They haven't when it comes to professional occupations like physician assistant. The physician assistant or associate profession is founded on professionalism and this is really hard to teach. It's something that most people learn through modeled behavior, such as shadowing or working in patient care positions. So it's really important to realize that in some aspects, professionalism has changed um, culturally in the last few years. You know, what is considered, for example, yoga pants, you know, 30 years ago, you probably couldn't wear those out in the street, just chilling. And now it's today considered totally acceptable. But the PA profession and in general, a lot of professions um, this has not changed. And so you have to realize that there are a lot of PAs on the admissions board that are maybe 50, 60, 70 years old. Um, and the standards that we hold ourselves to have not changed. So your idea of professionalism might not be their idea of professionalism. So it's really, really important to um, model behaviors that you see when you're shadowing or that when you work with providers, the type of interactions they have, because that is the standard you're going to be held to. It's not going to be the same standard that other places and other professions are held to. Um, but when it comes to health professions, especially, you really are held to a higher standard. So I guess what we're saying is be as professional as possible, be more professional than you think you need to be. And this is not just in your demeanor, it's in your clothes, it's in the way you greet people, your it's manners. in your manners, it's your the words you choose to use, your voice, your expressions. Everything needs to be as professional as possible because, again, this is your seat to lose, okay? It's also your seat to grab. And so you don't want something like a little bit of unprofessionalism to cost you that because I promise you, if you're unprofessional during any of you in any way, shape, or form, they will not accept you because, as Katie says, it's hard to teach professionalism and we would much rather have someone that's struggling academically than someone who's struggling in the professional sphere. Next, make sure your passion shines through. So we totally expect you to be nervous. We expect, you know, shaking voices and sweaty palms, but let the program know that you're really excited to have the opportunity to interview with them. So smile, shake hands, a firm handshake, use body language that conveys that you are passionate about the profession and excited to be there. Good direct eye contact, sitting straight up in your chair, not slouched over, no crossed arms, because you really want to convey the message that you want to be a PA and you want to go to their program. 
Yeah, you probably heard about open body language. So this is, again, you know, arms aren't crossed by your side. You're leaning more forward than you are back. You know, you don't want to be leaning back and leaning away because there's some subconscious cues that make us think like, oh, you're not interested or you're not committed. And so just, again, if you don't know about this, there's tons of um, experts out there. There's books, there's YouTube videos, et cetera, that explain kind of open body language. But you want to appear open. You want to appear interested. And so you never want to appear disinterested. So as Katie said, good eye contact. And not just with your professors, but if someone else is speaking, Speaking, um, you want to make sure that your body language is on par because body language says a lot more than words. So we can just look at you sometimes um, and think, oh, they don't seem like they're very interested or very committed. And usually it's because you get nervous. And so it's not usually something that you mean to do. It's not conscious. It's just that when you get really, really stressed or nervous, maybe you tend to kind of back away or maybe you tend to cross your arms to kind of hug yourself or whatever it is. Um, I had an interviewee once that would like after every time we ask her a question, she would literally close her eyes and take three deep breaths and then answer the question. So it was just really weird. It was just, it was just, I guess, her way of dealing with the stress of a question. I thought, wow, she can't even answer a question on the interview without getting super, super stressed. You know, is she going to be able to handle PA school? And so just think about some of these mannerisms that maybe are subconscious cues and try and be, again, as professional, as open as possible. We know nerves gets in the way. That's totally fine. We expect you to be nervous. Being nervous means that you're passionate and excited about this and this means something to you. But just don't let nerves overcome everything else. Yeah, we once also had an interviewee who sat the entire interview with her arms crossed and even rolled her eyes at the answers to some of the other interviewees that were in her group panel. So not only was that incredibly rude, and needless to say, she wasn't accepted into our program, she was given a big fat no, but it didn't show respect for the profession or the program. It doesn't show the eagerness to be a part of this pro program or the profession, and it was just downright rude, honestly. Yeah, because if you treat your colleagues like that, how are you going to treat your patients, right? And so, again, we're trying to figure out who is going to be not only just get through PA school, that's one thing, who has the brains and the background and the critical thinking skills to get through PA school, but also who's going to make a great PA, who's going to be a compassionate and caring provider, who do we want to be an ambassador of our program? So it's not just... Who do we think is the smartest? Who do we think is going to get through? Because that is only one piece of the puzzle. Yes, we want to make sure we only accept students who we think that are going to be successful. But our idea of success is not a 4.0. Our idea of success is creating amazing graduates who care about their patients, who care about the profession, and are going to be great ambassadors for our school. So keep that in mind. So it's not all just about you know GPA. It's not all just about grades and scores. Otherwise, we wouldn't even do an in-person interview. If all we cared about were your scores, then we would just take the top 10% of people that apply to our program and say, would you like a seat? But we don't do that, right? We spend the time and money and faculty man hours to sit down and interview you guys because we're super interested in you. So just remember that fact. And there's two ways that interviewees get into the weeds when answering interview questions, and that's either to clamp down and not say what they need to say and highlight their strengths or answer the question in an appropriate manner, or they word vomit. <laughs> so yes. either one can affect your ability to get a seat. So the applicants at Word Vomit typically walk away from the interview realizing that they said too much and said something that they didn't mean to say or that didn't necessarily highlight them in the best manner. The applicants that don't say much and that tend to get more quiet and kind of more of a wallflower, they walk away from the interview feeling like they didn't say everything they needed to say 
to highlight their strengths and why they would be a great addition to the program. Yeah, and so there's going to be lots of different ways where you'll be able to highlight yourself and be able to make yourself known um, without being obnoxious. And so one of the things we don't want is sometimes if, for example, you might have a group interview, someone who takes over everybody's question, who talks over people, who are is super, super loud, etc., so we don't want that, but we also don't want someone who we don't remember. So you want to make yourself memorable. So as Katie said, you don't want to be the wallflower, but you also don't want the obnoxious person who it seems like is kind of over-talking everybody else. Also, when it comes to interviews, don't just expect a plain interview, right? Yes. So expect all different kinds of things from quizzes, mostly on medical terminology. You may be asked to write an essay. Typically, it's a health prompt. Group interview, private interview, school tours. Yeah, you might talk to students of the upcoming class. They might do a personality test or personality quiz. So there could be a whole lot of things that could happen in a interview. And so a lot of students go in just thinking, okay, I'm going to have an interview. I'm going to sit down for 15 minutes and then move and then leave. So just if you don't get thrown through a loop, if you get an essay or prompt to write something, or if you get a quiz on something, you're like, oh, I don't know this. You know, do not let that throw you off, okay? Because again, it's just all pieces of the puzzle. Things are changing a lot with COVID and some people are doing in-person interviews, some people are doing virtual, some people are doing hybrid. So a lot of energy processes have changed um, in the past year or so, but just be aware that it might not just be a typical interview. So we just want you guys to be totally prepared for anything. So anything can go on interview day, but again, you, if you don't know what's going to happen, that's fine. Just roll with the punches. Sometimes we just want to see how you guys deal with stress, what you do when you're under pressure. Um, and so interview is still going to be the most important part of it, but just realize that there's going to be other aspects to your interview day probably. And lastly, make sure that when you're answering questions, you are reading in between the lines of what the programs are actually asking you. So yes, you'll have your typical interview questions that you'll see online and in forums and that sort of thing. But as programs, we also ask you certain questions that you need to be able to read in between the lines as far as like what they're actually asking you. And if you have any questions about that, check out our mock interview service. So for example, if a interview asks you something about like tell us a disagreement you've had with a coworker or with a boss or something like that, they want to figure out how you deal with conflict. Are you someone who just will compromise their morals in order to create a conflict-free environment? Are you someone who doesn't have the self-confidence to speak up for themselves with something that you know is right? Are you someone who understands, you know, what conflict is and, and how to give conflict resolution? So when we ask questions like that, it's not so much about exactly what happened, it's more how you handled it. Because we want to know, again, there's ethics involved, there's all types of stuff involved in the health profession, and we just want to make sure that you will be a good fit for that, because we want to do our patients the best service by turning out providers that we think are going to be amazing physician assistant. And so when you are asked questions like that, again, it's, it's more reading between the lines. What are we really, really asking? Again, if you need any help with that, or if you want to make sure that your interview skills are perfected and honed and on par, please check out our mock interview service. The link is in the show notes. You have an hour and a half with both Beth and myself. We ask you everything from the most typical interview questions to questions that you should absolutely expect and also what the programs are actually asking for and those questions. Yeah, so we will see you on our next podcast episode. Good luck to everybody who's got those interviews. And remember, if you have a choice between in-person or virtual, it's much easier to connect in person. So we recommend that you grab that in-person interview, get that eye contact, shake that hand, and make yourself memorable. If these episodes are helpful for you, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. If you have any specific requests and want to hear anything in particular about the PA profession, pre-PA, or being a PA student, please reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. Thank you so much and have a great day.